The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. AJ clearing his throat. Eric Franson here oh as well. Okay, you know, just as I turned I the mic I on. I wish I knew when you would turn my mic on when you wouldn't turn my mic on. Just give me I like, turn... just give me a snap <clears throat> of the fingers and point at me. Go like this, and then I know. Should snap at That's you. Better. That's hey, better. That's better. Snappy. <laughs> it's time to go. Hey, how are you doing? I mean, you were in a meeting with uh, the boss. Uh... Yeah. Do you still have a job? Uh, That's my first question. Well, uh, by the end of the day, I don't know. We'll my second question out. is, do I have a job? We'll see how the show goes. <laughs> my third question is, how big was our contract extension? <laughs> Wait, we have contracts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, hey, what's it? It's the Thursday. We are one with Friday Night Eve. Uh, high School Football Eve. Which, by the way, if you have not signed up for the CV, pick them to uh, pick your high school picks for the week to win a... $200 worth of oil changes from Cash Valley Auto Care, which, by the way, does incredible work. Very reliable, trustworthy, good people. Um, sign up. You can go to 1069thefan.com. You can go to cashvalleydaily.com. You can go to cvpickem.com. All you have to do is just register, or if you've already registered, just sign in. Do your picks. Try to beat me. Try to beat Eric, which isn't hard to beat Eric. It's no, hard to beat me. I did not have a good week one. No. no. Two and four? Is that what you were? <sighs> yes. Thank you for the reminder. Oh, shut up. You reminded me for like 40 minutes yesterday that I'm eight straight weeks of pick six losing. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, you go in there, you'll, you'll see the different teams. Okay, so this is interesting. I was This wasn't set up like this earlier, but it's now there. I don't, I'm not sure how this changes. We've still got to fine-tune this. But um, you go select who you think is going to win the various games that are going to be playing. Uh, it's Canab at Rich, Green Canyon at Bonneville, Ridgeline at Cypress, Stansbury at Logan, Wasatch at Mountain Crest, Skyview at Sky Ridge. Mm. So you go through there and you just select who you think is going to win. But here is the it's the the bonus game, kind of our tiebreaker. Uh, it's the Bear River Bears at the Box Elder Bees. And that will be a really, really interesting matchup. It's a great rivalry, a historic rivalry between those two schools. So in that case, you're not just doing a check mark. You're actually predicting what you think the score will be, and that will be used as as a you know, the tiebreaker. So this came up earlier, and I put a score down for the box other bees. Um. 270 to nothing is what I'd accidentally entered in. <laughs> Whoa! So, <laughs> well, we'll make some adjustments there. That would be historic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think songs will be sung, books will be written, movies will be made if the Box Elder Bees win 270 to nothing. To nothing. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad I double-checked because now I, I got to... Make my selection there. Uh, 
And so, 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 so go in and you make make your your choices, make mm-hmm. your selections. Mm-hmm. And I was about to ask you, you know, if you want to announce your selections, but we will instead make you, the listeners, go on to cvpickem.com or to register in or log in and pick yourself, and then you can see. Can they see our picks? They can't. Yes, can't they? they can see our picks. Ah, oh, crap! Since we're classified as the experts, how's AJ and I doing? How did he do last week? Is AJ? Uh, uh, he did better than I did. I'm pretty sure. He I did awful. better than I do. That's my question. But besides seeing like our picks, yeah, you can also see kind of percentages of how everybody else that's participating in this. Like, uh, let's pick a close matchup here. Bear River at Box Elders actually close. Forty-seven percent are going with the Bears. Fifty-three percent are going with the Bees. Wow! But then there's another game, Green Canyon, at Bonneville. Seventy-nine percent are going with Green Canyon. I would pray for the other twenty-one percent who are not. Ooh, even more disparity. Ninety percent are going with the Riverhawks over Cypress. Wait, Ridgeline? 90% of people who have made their choices so far are going with Ridgeline Riverhawks over Cypress. That's a dandy of a pick. I mean, they can score. Yeah, they they definitely can score. Wow. Okay. So, uh, once again, log in. I don't know how good Richard Knab is. Create uh, your account. That's what makes it a, an interesting equalizer. Oh, man. Because there's some teams that maybe you're just not familiar with. Uh, log in, create your account, make your picks, and um, we will select a winner this weekend. Well, we won't just select it. It'll be auto-generated. We'll know who it is. Uh, but we'll notify the winner, and they'll win $200 in uh, free oil changes from... Cash Valley Auto Care. And so it's a really cool prize. And then we'll announce the, the prize for the following week uh, once we announce the winner. And if you didn't get in previously, it doesn't mean that you can't still be qualified to win the grand prize at the end of this, which is a 65-inch 4K TV from Lens Audio and Video. So last week, it was Sasquatch Aggie who had the, the best score. And won $100 from uh, Locker42, who was also uh, helping us kind of put this whole thing together. So it's been a lot of fun doing it in the early weeks, in the early stages. It'll keep going. By the way, next week, you have to make sure you put get your uh, picks in early because the first games will be on a Thursday night. So you can't procrastinate. So the, the, oh, the yeah. opportunity to select will close earlier next week because of those Thursday games. Yeah, that's right. I wish we had a Thursday game so I could actually listen to the Utah State game. Dang it! Ah, guess I just have to tune into the post game. Utah State plays at what six high school football games at seven, so they'll end about the same time. Pretty close. I don't want to go. <laughs> Dang it! Um. Yeah, no, it's 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 about in full gear, man. I mean, we got high school college starts on Saturday, Arizona, Hawaii. That's a doozy. Everyone's really really paying attention to that one. Uh, <laughs> well, it's Hawaii has like the athletic. a they're a Pac-12 schedule. Their preseason is littered with Pac-12 yeah. schools. Yeah, Col- we'll tug into a more athletic. Did their whole preseason predictions, yada yada yada, and 
early predictions for bowl games, too. Good heck. They're way off. I think they're off at least. We can go through it together and find out, but I think they're off. Um, well, later on, we'll get into our greatest NFL 100. ESPN did a uh, 100 greatest players in NFL history. Uh, and I, I think for the most part, they got it right. I really do. I thought they did a good job. They actually did the research. Well, the guy did at least. Um, so that's that. Yeah. And then pick six. I'm about to make it nine straight weeks of losing. Can't wait. I'll just have them. You know what? So the treats that my wife brought in, that's for actually this week's losing. So next week, I don't <laughs> owe a you pre, anything. A prepayment? Yeah. I'm just going to start prepaying you everything. Come on now. What? I have a little little hope. Little hope? You threw me a game and I still lost. It'll be different this week. I feel like the Cubs, when it came up to 2015 and losing playoff games, <laughs> World Series... Uh, not fair. Not fun. <laughs> hey, a uh, couple of news bits. I, we should probably get into our news bits for the day, right? Um, uh, I'm sure you saw it too, Eric. Uh, Utah State's uh, Gerald Bright, Dominic Everly, and Tipa Nallier have been named to the Reese's Senior Bowl uh, watch list. Uh, so, I don't know how that works, but according to this press release, uh, this... Senior Bowl's 2020 watch list includes athletes from nearly every level of college football. A player not on the initial list can be added to the watch list during the season and be invited to the 2020 game on January 25th uh, in Lad Pebbles Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. What a crappy city to do a game like that. Uh, Bright, Eberle, and Nallier are three of the 10 players from the state of Utah to be named and 19 players from the Mountain West on the watch list. So that's a big list. Wow. It is, it's a very long list. And they can add on? But, right, if there's somebody who's not there, a senior who starts to play well, then they can say, oh, we'll keep an eye on you. Mm. Uh, by the way, next week with Wake Forest coming up, we'll have you our weekly in the know. I can't wait to get into this. Uh, starting next Wednesday, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, Stan Kahn, the radio play-by-play voice for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, is going to join us on the uh, telephone and he's going to give us uh, his breakdown of what he's seen out of the team. Jamie Newman, the starting quarterback uh, who's been announced. Uh, so that will be good stuff that he'll be on actually during the 5 o'clock hour so everybody can tune in and listen to it, which will be awesome. Right, doing some opposition research, letting you know a little bit more about it's always fun. I love doing that stuff. Who they're going to go up against, what it's going to look like. Oh, yeah, and we, have to, we got our Team FIBA USA squad. Did you, uh, did you uh, set your alarm and get up and watch the game? I did not. I set I my alarm, it, but I slept through it. Now, it's going to be shown on NBA TV coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. Oh, really? So if you missed it, you can re-watch, You can watch it for the first time, knowing the outcome, I suppose. Uh, but you can watch it as it played out. It'll be on NBA TV starting at 6 o'clock tonight. Hey, I'm going to uh, Johnny O's and get me some donuts and uh, maybe stop, make, make a stop at a, you know, a Chinese restaurant or something to give me some food. You want to come over and watch the game? Just to break it down together and, you know. I already know the outcome. I know how it played out. Yeah, but don't you want to see, like, what happened? I mean, you already know. I know what happened. You already know the outcome of, like, you know, Fast and Furious 1, but you'd still watch it. Okay, so that reminds me of, uh, have you ever done that? Where you've known, like, the outcome, but you'll still, like, you watch 
something over again anyway. Yeah. And I do, do you Utah still, does Jazz it, games all the time. Okay, so this happened to me. This is going back a ways. But Utah Jazz, their first run when they won't make it to the finals. Okay. And the, the game where they finally got past the, the Rockets, John Stockton's famous shot. Yep. So I was overseas at that time. Mm-hmm. But the, it was recorded on, back then it was a cassette tape. I mean, <laughs> that's how we did things back then. Sure, yep. Um, and uh, when I got home, like I knew, at that point I knew who won the whole NBA finals. But, uh, but my parents were like, hey, we recorded this game, you gotta watch it. Okay, fine. I already know the outcome. Uh, just watch it. Okay, that's cool. So I'm down in the basement alone watching this on this old cassette tape, right? Watching this game. Basement alone. And when I know the outcome, but I'm still like, I'm, I'm just caught up in it. And when these different things are happening, I'm like, oh, wow. And then Stockton hits that shot. I jumped out of the chair and yelled. Like, I'd already seen that replay on since I'd been home. I'd already heard about what happened, but still watching it in, in real time. That was that was cool. It was fun. So, do you want to come over tonight? Does that mean you're you're coming over? Oh, um, I think I think I need to go to a piano recital. For who? This kid in my neighborhood. Okay, you got Reggie to keep you company, though. Well, okay. <laughs> Reggie, Reggie will be my surrogate. Is that okay? Well, I mean. I know he's what not. Time is, what time does the recital get done? I know he's not quite the same, but he'll have to do. The game's like two hours long. <laughs> I'll be all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've actually done that a time or two. Actually, well, I do it all the time. I'll be so that Utah State New Mexico game last year. Uh, I uh, I rewatched that the one at Utah State. I rewatched that constantly. I I love watching it. I love watching just Nimi Ishketa. Just torture New Mexico and then have all this swag and it was just great. Um and then I also rewatched the I watched what was it? The oh Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. Nobody will understand that that'll be the greatest game as of right now, the greatest game in Super Bowl history. Why is that? Cause there was not a lull of there was no lull in the action, man. It was constantly going, like, from from the get-go. You know, you had Brady throwing a pick to Wagner. You had Brady throwing that pick in the end zone. You had the Seahawks just coming fast and furious. All the hitting in that game, I mean, it was, that was a physical football game with some great scoring. And, I mean, it went all the way to the very end where we all know Malcolm Butler made that pick. And then after the pick, we then we have a fight in the end zone because, you know, Gronk's going at it with, I, I, can't, I think it was Michael Bennett, who ironically now is on the Patriots. That game, I, I watched it and just seeing, I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest defenses in NFL history. And the Patriots had to beat them. And they were down 14 in the fourth quarter, man. 14 in the fourth. And they had to come back and be one of the greatest defenses ever. And they did it. That's, oh, man. Much more entertaining than the one we just had this last February. Oh, yeah. Unless you're a defensive... <laughs> this is kind of a snoozer. Yeah. I, I, I take 28, you know, that whole 28-24 win over the 13-3. Though, you know, every time we win a Super Bowl, an angel gets its wings, so... 
<laughs> there's a number of angels with wings now. <laughs> Six to be specific. <clears throat> Six to be specific. Uh, do should we start with the uh, feeble World Cup? Where do where, where do you want to start here? Yeah, let's. Since we were talking about it, it's coming up. You can watch the game again at six o'clock. And now, looking at how this played out, Kemba Walker. So Kemba Walker was like a virtual no show in the first half. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma was doing some things. People were kind of gaga over what he did, but Kemba Walker just came on fire in the second half. It was a close game, and then Team USA pulled away and had a nice win. 102 to 86, and just really dialed it up in the second half. Yeah, Kemba Walker finishes with 23 points. He scores 21 of those in the second half. Uh, as I watched a condensed version of the game, but enough to see what was going on, uh, give credit to Australia because they're law. They were using a ton of curl screens and cuts to get. I mean, all that action just to get guys open, and it was exhausting that USA defense to where uh at the end of the first half, when Bogut fakes a give to Deladova, he curls around, goes through. Then Patty Mills comes through his screen. He goes all the way through. Instead of Chris Milton picking up from the screen, he ends up backing off and gives uh, Patty Mills a wide open look for three, and he hits it at the buzzard. And you see Jay Wright just, I mean, throw his fist in the air in frustration, almost has to say they've been running it the whole night. Figure it out. And so, come second half, they run the exact same thing. Donovan picks it off and lays it in on the other side of the court. They try to run something similar to that. Kemba Walker gets a pick, a steal, gives it on the uh, to Miles Turner for a layup. Who, by the way, Miles Turner last night was a beast. 15 points, yeah. 14 boards. Good point. In under 20 minutes of action. Miles Turner needs to give a, be given a lot more respect for what type of game he had. Absolutely. I'm still surprised, I'm not going to lie, that Team USA won by 16. I, I I thought this would be a little bit closer. Now, game two on Saturday might be. Uh, that that's I mean, it's every possibility that it's, it's going to be a little bit closer of a game. But the way... The way that Team USA plays, how physical they are on defense, and by the way, and we'll get to Donovan Mitchell individually in a second, but how physically they play on defense... And how just run and gun they are on offense. But when they go into a half-court set, they are ever so patient. I mean, you'll see Chris Middleton pop out to the right wing, have a split moment of an of a open three look. And usually in an NBA game, Middleton's taking that in a heartbeat. I mean, he's not even second thinking. Instead, holds it, looks at Miles, finds Miles, top of the key kick out to Kemba, who drives to the hoop, finds Mason Plumlee underneath, and it's a layup. It's just patient offense when they want to, run and gun offense when they want to, and when they're efficient on both sides of the track in that regard, they're unbeatable, Eric. Unbeatable, man. Yeah, it was a good game for Team USA. This was in a venue that the players had a hard time early in the game. Yeah. It's in a big arena Watch that's it on, it's normally weird. used for like soccer and mm-hmm. rugby. It was cool, though. They, they raised the... the this floor, they had to put in a basketball court, added a bunch of extra seats. A uh, little over 50,000 people, their largest basketball game attended. Yeah, 51,000 in person or something like that. Yeah. In Australia. So, really cool that they would could do something yeah. like that to raise the elevation of just basketball in Australia. And, and you know what? I got to be honest, give credit to the Australian announcers. 
they actually did a really good job. I mean, you you should read the ESPN piece on the game. You could tell it was written from an Australian guy. Just the way, because he calls it the third term. And the third like, term? Yeah, it's, so yeah, it's a term instead of a quarter. Instead of a, okay, interesting. And so, uh, and it, it, it was fun. It was fun to listen. I thought they did a great job. I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, and on the other end, Patty Mills was really good. I was actually pretty impressed with Patty Mills. Uh, he's been in there before, so it's nothing new. Matthew Deladova, you, you ever play pickup ball? Or in our listeners who play church ball, whatever, or even pick a ball, they have that one guy who's playing for a scholarship, you know, who's gonna, who's gonna, who's, you know, Stu Morrow and Jerry Sloan and, and Craig Smith are all, they're pretending like they're sitting on the sideline watching them play. And they're just, I mean, overkill. Like, dude, calm down. I mean, it's an exhibition. You don't need to freaking get anybody hurt. <laughs> Call. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, some comments that he made after the scrimmage. Um, did one of the questions was, did Joe Ingles try any trash talk tonight? And he replied, <laughs> said he tried a little bit. He tried hitting me and nudging me, but I got him once. I got him with a little slap. It's all fun. It's all part of it. This is a blessing to be here and be a part of this. It's been incredible. Could you see? He got it with a little slap. slap. Can you imagine him just taking like a full blown five finger open hand Whack to the face of Joe Ingles. Yeah. It's my it's my country now, boy. Just, I mean, just on TV, just slap him in the face for the kicks and giggles of it. No. Uh, before the game, Ingles ran up, greeted Donovan Mitchell, said hello. Um, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of respect between those two guys. There's a lot of respect between the two teams because someone played together. I know uh, Della Dova and Bogut spent some time together. Um, and then you had Middleton and Bogut who had spent, no, Middleton and Deladova, who spent time together. So a lot of these guys have been playing together, you know, and it's 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 fun for them. Patty Mills, of course, plays for great Coach Popovich. Um, but it's good. 106, what is it, 102-86 win, right? So 16 points. Took them in the second half to finally wake up and, and get – I mean, they were down, what, 45-44 early in the third, and then they went on a 11-0 run to kind of break it open for them. Uh, and then they never really look back and were not threatened the rest of the way. So, yeah, they'll play Australia again on Saturday. What time's that game? Ooh, that's a good question. I know it's is a 5.30 our time. Um, hmm, that doesn't say it. We'll, I'll, we'll find that out. Okay. Hey, and Donovan Mitchell, let's get into him just a little bit. Um, it took what, 15 shots to score 13 points. I thought defensively, he looked as active as I have ever seen him in any regular season or playoff jazz game. He was, I mean, vocal, hands, legs spread out, ready to guard anything, um, active hands, awareness defensively, Eric. I was really impressed with Donovan on the defense. Everyone's going to say, well, 13 points in 50 and whatever. Dude, off. I mean, defensively is where he really got things going, and it got the offensive turn, especially for Kemba Walker. Right. The, the, the box score doesn't tell the whole story. No. In this no. Uh, very active, uh, influenced the game in a lot of different ways. Uh, here's what Kemba Walker had to say uh, about the question was posed about how he likes playing with athletic wings like he has, and he just said it makes it easy for him. Uh, he says, it's really fun to be able to play with guys like Donovan Mitchell and, and Jay Tatum and Jalen Brown, guys who can make plays for me. 
I don't have to be out there making all the plays, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, this isn't Charlotte anymore, buddy. Congratulations, you've upgraded yourself. <laughs> uh, no, I, and, and again, I thought Kemba, when Kemba got going in the second half, this game was over because they were already having trouble stopping Donovan. And then when Kemba got going, then they had to worry about two guys. When Jason Tatum was on the floor with them, there was three guys because Jason Tatum really got this offense going in the first half. He started off pretty well. He went three of three, I believe. In his first three shots. Uh, but then again, when Donovan defensively was able to create, you know, turnovers and force turnovers and create the fast break, that's when Australia was in so much trouble. And that block that he had on, was it Patty? I think he got beat off the dribble. I think he got beat off the dribble. And, and Patty thought he had an open, clean lineup because Bogut was, or not Bogut, uh, Turner was way off. And so Donovan does a great job of recovering from behind, blocks him at the hoop. And, that's, and it's just stuff like that. I was like, man, Donovan, where was that in your second year? <laughs> I mean, I know it's harsh to say, but like, I feel like this USA thing is making him a better basketball player. Yes. Oh, yes. Right. Great, great opportunity for him. Uh, what did Patty, do you have the stats right there by chance, the numbers? What did Mills shoot? The box score? Yeah. Um, uh, trying to pull it up. Because I, I know he's not loading for me. For I dumb. think he was the leading scorer or one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Deladova had an okay night too. He didn't. He didn't kill anybody, which was nice, or at least tear off their legs. Um, who's the other guy? Doggone it! Uh, another Australian kid who plays in the NBA had a big night. I don't remember who it was. Dang it. Anyways, uh, Patty Mills was good. Um, Patty Mills is, is so tough to guard. His speed and size is such a pain in the end for U.S. Yes. You can't. Okay, I, 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 thought, I thought you were going to say something. Sorry. My, you know, we talked about it yesterday. I asked you towards the end of the show. Is the U.S. going to sweep or split with Australia? After watching last night's game, I would say they're going to sweep Australia. I do not think Australia has enough in the tank to keep up with this U.S. team. Because defensively, they just wear you out physically. Offensively, they just, I mean, they they exhaust you with their run-and-gun game. And then offensively in the half-court set, you know, you, you just, I mean, they just, they make you lose your patience. I mean, you're just, I mean, you're playing great defense, but it doesn't matter because they still had a tough shot at the end. I know Middleton, Tatum, and <clears throat> Jalen Brown all hit three back to back to back. Tough, tough looks. Uh, one of them, two of them were with the shot clock winding down. One of them was fading with the opposite hand and hit it. The other hit a tough free throw jumper from actually just above the free throw line. And the other hit a deep look. And, and his was actually not a really good shot, and he still made it anyways. That kind of stuff will frustrate a defense to no end to where they're almost just exasperated. And I think with that kind of offense, if they can continue that shooting, they're going to be just fine. I, I really do. Yeah, it was a good win for, for Team USA. Kemba Walker had a great game, especially really all coming in the second half. Was it 23, right? Yeah, 21 he, of his 23 in came the in the second half. half. Good heck, man. Um, but uh, the, the ball movement picked up. There were more assists in the second half. There weren't very many in the first. The three-point line is a little bit closer, so you have different guys willing to go out and, and put up shots. Um, and this this team, this USA team is coming together 
better and they're building some chemistry. It's going to be challenging going up against some of these other teams internationally who have, have more games under their belt as a team. So there'll but, be but here's it's the potentially thing. disadvantages understanding where guys are and where how they like. Is it going to be as frightening like as we thought it would? I mean, they just, I mean, they beat Spain by nine and they held them at, you know, arms Yeah, length. but these are friendlies. They don't really mean a whole lot. They're still playing them with their full-strength squad. Yeah, true. But I, I think... I mean, they're not going in there to be like, hey, look, if we lose, we lose. It's okay. Everyone gets a Capricorn and a donut after the game. They want to go beat Team USA. This team hasn't lost a game in this thing in forever. They want to beat them. And, and I just... I don't know. I, I just, I mean, the way they handled Australia, who I thought would be a huge threat, and maybe Team Canada is a huge threat. Who knows? Uh, maybe Spain puts it all together and they're going to be okay in the FIBA tournament. But the way they. France will be tough, too. Yeah, France will be tough. Is Rudy playing in that thing? I think so. Is he good for him? Just stay healthy, dude. Stay healthy. Um, but I don't know. I think they're going to be okay. I know we're all worried. and but But here's the thing, though, listeners. Do not expect 30-point wins. It was great that they beat Australia by 16. It was great to beat Spain by 9, but don't expect 137 to 62. It is just not going to happen. Not with this roster, not with the competition. Am I, am I fair to say that? or is um, dude, uh, Yeah. I mean, come on, Eric. I mean, we have a Donovan Mitchell, third year going into his third year. Kemba Walker playing for Charlotte, now playing for Boston. Miles Turner, Mason Plumley, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. And by the way, they need to cut Harris. If there's anybody to cut, please, Greg Popovich, cut Harris. Why? Why would you cut Harris? Uh, dude, he's not. He, he just he gets lost defensively. He really does. He looks, and you know what? He looks so unathletic offensively. These like whole jumps. He had one of the highest plus minuses. No, these whole jump passes where I like, jumps in there to shoot a ball and then tries to pass it off at the last second. Okay, dude, rec league balls. You know, rec league players do that. Eric does that in church ball games. <laughs> okay, that's his secret sauce move. But dude, cut him. What was so, the plus minus? Twenty two. What was his stat line? Uh, he had five points. Uh, let's see. He had four rebounds, three assists, two steals. Yeah, cut him. <laughs> well, one person <laughs> does have to go. Yeah. You know, when do they need Marcus to cut him Smart by? did not play. He's, I guess he had a little minor injury. Oh. That he hasn't been able to play from. But I don't think he's going to be cut because they just announced that Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker are going to be the co-captains. Oh, Donovan Mitchell's... Because I think Donovan Mitchell was a captain yesterday. Darn it. Well, Kemba was the captain for the game. He was designated as the captain. Yeah. But Donovan Mitchell, there's only one player who played more minutes on Team USA than Donovan Mitchell, and that was Kemba Walker. You think Donovan gets cut? He's probably close. No, And I'm kind of being serious. No, I am not being serious. Why would he be cut? Everybody has very high praise for Donovan. Yeah, everyone had... Well, okay. Good point. Huh. Interesting. Um, Marcus, man. So wait, if Marcus Smart... Who hit the tough fall away then? Because I said it was Smart. It was Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, 
Was it Kemba? It may, may have been Kemba then. Maybe it wasn't Marcus Smart. I'm sorry. I thought Marcus Smart played. He didn't play. Oops. Dude, they didn't have Marcus Smart, and they still won by 16. <laughs> yeah. Australia's in trouble Saturday. Yeah, Donovan was... Uh, hey, what was Joe's line, by the way? I didn't even look at Joe's stat. Donovan was a starter. Uh, the attendance was, yeah, right, just over 51,000. 51, 000. yeah. Uh, Joe... What was my Mr. Man Ingles? Let's see here. Oh, this is odd. Maybe Donovan was not a starter. I'm trying to figure out this No, Donovan box started. Score. Donovan started. I think him, Walker... I think Brown started, if I remember right. So I think this is indicating that it was Brown, Barnes, Kuzma, Middleton, and White. But that's not... No, Kuzma didn't... Because Walker started. Yeah, that's not no, right. Never mind. Don't mind me. Well, this is a weird what way was, of describing... It's Australia, dude. So, it's Joe ha- Ingles... Oh, yeah. Donovan was a starter. Yes, he was. Joe Ingles was a starter. Uh, Ingles played 29 minutes. He played more than anybody for the Aussies. Because they had nobody else. And he ended with, uh, he finished with six points and five rebounds. But he also had four turnovers, two steals, and one assist. <laughs> Sounds like a Joe Ingles line to me. <laughs> so, Joe Ingles, not, not really a great game. He was only one for four from three. A little uncharacteristic for him. But the, the star was Patty Mills. Uh, Goulding off the bench had 19 points. He tied Patty Mills. They both had 19 points. So, um, yeah, but they'll play this team again on Saturday, which will be interesting to see what adjustments, if any, are made and if if it's a different outcome on Saturday morning. Early for us, it'll be uh, Saturday night for them. Hey, uh, speaking of NBA, can we get... We didn't. I mean, we got a chance to briefly go over the uh, ESPN predictions for the Western Conference. Can we get into that a little bit more? No. The uh, the way they predicted the win loss totals. Yeah, that were yeah, yeah. Predicted. Can we get into that? Sure. I, I just didn't feel like we get a chance to really speak on it. And no, we kind of rushed through that. I have yeah, some disagreements with some of those people on the list. So, want to get in that a little bit more here. Another list that we're going to get into is ESPN put together their best NFL players by position. Where do you think Tom Brady is? Probably getting somebody's water. Chuck Norris gets Tom Brady's water. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, there may be a, went all. Are there any former Aggies that are on this list? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll look at that. Joe Joe Natson. <laughs> We'll also look at Kevin Robinson uh, a little bit later on this. Well, on the show today, you know the pick six. Anthony Cavillo, what's up, my man? Uh, Anthony Cavillo will go down as one of the greatest Canadian Football League players ever. That's for sure. Yeah, I could have done that too. All right, coming up next, we'll get into more of those things on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, 106.9 The Fan. 
Hop on and join us on our Preps Pick'em Contest presented by The Logo Shop, cvpick'em.com, where there's a banner, details, and a link, all provided on 1069thefan.com. It's where you can also stream us live and find past episodes of our show. And you can go back and listen to the chaos of uh, the tail end of our first hour. <laughs> <laughs> I had people ask me, so what happened exactly? Uh, Eric screwed it up. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> I would own it if it was me. <laughs> uh, what in the world? Dude, Twitter is a world weird world. I just wanted everybody to know that. It's a messed up world. Hey, by the way, a certain station down south it's doing like, you know, your top players in the state of Utah. How would it feel to know that you are a preseason All-American return specialist and you are six spots behind a f- coming up sophomore quarterback at BYU? That'd make you feel like crap in life. And or, or that you're one of the best defensive ends in the country. Not just the conference, the country. But you are two spots behind a up and coming sophomore quarterback at BYU, who went six and six or whatever, with the help of Mangum. I mean, that just would irk me. I, I and I know it's media, and you just I mean you can't let it. You just chew it off, you know, like a granola bar. But dude, if- well, they're already talking about he's the the next best, you know. First round NFL prospect. And he probably is. He'll probably get drafted higher than Jordan Love. Because he's better than Jordan Love. Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Just a few games. Yeah. I mean, he's. All you need to know. I mean, come on. You went 19 to 19 versus Western Kentucky. I mean, who can do that? So, I don't know. It just, it just amazes me. Like, when I look at that list, well, how in the world? Did you know Jordan Love was on Jim Rome today? What? Jordan Love was on Jim Rome. How did I miss this? Well, I don't listen to Jim Rome. I can't stand him, but... Huh. USU football. Do you have audio? Earlier. Uh, well, they shared the link. I'll have to go back and look at it. We'll have to look. Maybe we'll get you some audio from Jordan Love. Speaking of which... um, Yeah, wow. Anyways, let's, uh, let's talk football. NFL Top 100. Uh... ESPN said that a writer who went and did this, and he did it by position, like by position specifically. Jeff Legwold, he's a senior writer. Old man. NFL's 100th season is setting. I hope they do throwback uniforms in honor of this. Like they did in the, the 75th anniversary. I, I, they better do throwbacks. I'll be ticked. It's always difficult for me to think about, because we've been thinking about something very similar. Yeah. We didn't know this was coming out, but we've been working on something. Before they were working on theirs. Um, It's always difficult to compare eras. True. And compare players and their impact on the team. But not in this sport. Not in this sport. In basketball, yes. Baseball, yes. This sport, no. Why is this different than those other sports? Because the quarterbacks play the same position. But the quarterback was used differently 30, 40, 50 years ago than it is used today. Mm, they still throw a lot. 
Back then, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Joe Montana, John Elway, Dan Marino. They chucked it. Okay, that's more of the... Within the last 30 years. Oh, I mean, look, we're talking Otto Graham, Norm Van Brocklin. Yeah, they didn't throw. They didn't know how to. Sure. But, I mean, we're talking... And and running backs, same thing. True. Receivers, same thing. Um, Max McGee, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. Same thing. Defensive backs, same thing. In basketball, it's a different era. Jordan would put up an average 45 a game today. Because of the freedom of movement? Yeah, because they don't have to get hand-checked. LeBron's averages would go down. Steph Curry's averages would go down. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's a basketball you can't compare the eras. You can't do it. Baseball. And what's so different about baseball? Still a guy throwing a ball. Steroids though. Well, so there was a a period of time where those were going on, but Yeah. So would you the era today versus the era when steroids were really going on? Well, and and in baseball, they're bigger now. Like the players are bigger. And so a ball can be hit further or a ball can be thrown harder. Like when you That's think, more about a matter of understanding nutrition and diet and strength and conditioning. But hmm. you can make some similar arguments about football though. No. Well, yeah, I guess you kind of could. I mean, well, okay, yeah, you could. But we're getting off the topic here. I guess. ESPN put together their their top players by position. And when, every time you do this, you're always going to get people riled up. Sure. How but could I you choose that guy over this with, other guy? I thought he actually did a good job with this list. I, it's fairly I think reasonable it's, thinking. Yeah. Backed up with facts, with facts. And, and information and with others that should be considered. But the, the quarterback, Tom Brady. And people are going to argue, why not Joe Montana? What about uh, John Elway? Uh, <laughs> and you can list a, half a dozen other quarterbacks that went to multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, but, but had great careers. Yeah, no, but we're, I mean, so are we starting with quarterback then? Is that what you're we're doing? We're not going to. We're, the list is too long. We don't have that okay, much time. Okay, fine. I mean, we're well, going to go through the whole list. Positions. So quarterback, it's, it's Tom Brady. And why not? The guy's 6-3 in Super Bowls. He came back from a 28-3 deficit. And, uh, I mean, he's won more Super Bowls than any other quarterback in NFL history. Done. Said. Done. There is no argument here. Absolutely none. And in regular season, Tom Brady's still better than Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, John Elway, Dan Marino. Or Johnny Unitas, for that matter. Right there, there, there may have been or are currently better throwing quarterbacks that will throw for more yards, that might throw for more touchdowns over their careers than what Brady has done. But look at his body of work and how many Super Bowls he's been in. Yeah, and, and it, how many Super Bowls he has won. Well, and the playoff work too, just in playoff mode, like divisional and stuff on the road, winning games. He's dude. He's he's at his best when it's when they need it the most. I yeah. Tom Brady in a heartbeat. I get some people might say, hey, this is recency bias. You're just 
thinking about what's happening now. Oh, stop. And that clouds what your opinion is. Give me a break. I don't, no, I don't. Look at what he's done. He's Incredible. six and three, and, and two of those losses don't belong to him. They belong to the defense. Wide um, receivers, Jerry Rice. Yep. Don Hudson. By the way, I'm surprised. Uh, I know. I don't know who else could replace Don Hudson. I don't know. I mean, maybe Lynn Stallworth of the Steelers. Maybe not. Running backs, Jim Brown and Walter Payton. Any complaints there? No. Me neither. Great selections. Yeah, I am. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, Barry Sanders, is, I think, is a close one. Uh, Anthony Munoz is on the list. John Hanna, Jim Otto, Jim Parker, Forrest Gregg, R. Ozley Lyman. Tight end is Tony Gonzalez. I think Rob Gronkowski should be on the list instead of Tony Gonzalez. Ooh. Rob has broken Tony's records. Uh, and, which is interesting because he doesn't even list Gronkowski nope, as not even. Yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah, and it gets even more controversial. Defensively on the line, your boy, Reggie White, Deacon Jones, Joe Green, and guess who made the list, Eric? Yeah, Merlin Olsen. How about that? Absolutely needs to be on the list. So did, so was he part, part of that fearsome foursome back okay. in the day for the Rams? Okay. And he didn't miss a game in his final 14 years in the league. Think about that. 14 years in the league, didn't miss a final game, or didn't miss a game. Good heck. That's impressive. Uh, linebackers, of course, are going to have Mr. LT himself. And defensive tackle is the career leader in tackles. It's incredible. What? Oh, you're right. I didn't see that. Uh, Lawrence Taylor in the linebacker position, Dick Buckus, and Bobby Shep, or excuse me, Bobby Bell. They leave off Derek Thomas, or at least don't put him as the main guy. Jack Ham, uh, Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis, and uh, Jack Lambert, the other one. Ooh, the vampire. Uh, cornerbacks would be Deion Sanders, of course, and Rod Woodson. Um, safety would be Ken Houston. I'm surprised Ty Law's not in that position. Um, I would, I, I'd, I'd put Deion on that list. I put Ronnie Law on that list too. Kickers are Adam Vinatieri, and your coach is Bill Belichick. Do you do safeties? Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. That's right. Uh, kickers Anna Vinatieri, one of the greatest kickers in NFL history. Well, no, sorry, the greatest kicker in NFL history, and then Bill Belichick. I don't know what else you say. Yeah, Ray Guy is the punter. Gail Sayers is your return man. Oh, I didn't see Gail Sayers. Really good. Yep. The they call him the deer. Just the, his lengthy legs, his strides. He was able to cover so many yards and just, I mean, simple strides. It was amazing. Yeah, interesting with Bill Belichick. Why? And I think that you, similarly, why you make the argument for uh, Tom Brady. Okay. Um. You just the body of work, all the playoff wins, multiple Super Bowl appearances, mm-hmm. multiple Super Bowl vic- victories. But I think there's a lot of emotional appeal to go with a guy like a Bill Walsh or Vince Lombardi. Why go with Bill Walsh? But uh, I'm not saying you do. Oh, I'm just saying okay, some okay. people that would be they would argue that. But I think that you have to consider what Bill Belichick is doing in the modern era. How difficult it is to repeat with, with the salary cap and all that free agency, and he still continues to put him to his team in a winning position. I mean, right. it's and it reinvented teams time and time and time again. Well, and changed the game that the way the defense can play it now because they took off Marvin Harrison's head, and the Colts, you know, the Colts players were upset after the game. Rules were changed because of Bill Belichick. That's that, that's incredible to me. Hey, no, nobody knows how to cheat quite like Bill Belichick does. 
I about swore at you. <laughs> I about said something really naughty on this radio show. Oh. But hey, he's the best coach of all time. No, I I think he deserves to be on that list. And I think Steve Bartman should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hall of Hall of Shame. Hall of Fame. Maybe. He saved us from a horrible World Series where the Yankees would have swept the Cubs. Thank you, Steve Bartman. <laughs> All right, more to discuss coming up next here on the Full Court I think Press. Steve Bartman's better than Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Anche Salveson. Hey, let me ask you. I mean, to close up this whole greatest thing segment, we talked about Team USA, right? The FIBA team. We talked about, you know, NFL's hundred greatest. Who would you take? Ninety-two dream team or 08 redeem team? I never did ask you this. The ninety-two team. Me too. You're one of the very few who would say that. Everyone thinks that 08 redeem team was just unstoppable, and that they could knock around. It's just, I'm sorry, it wouldn't happen. Charles Barkley would bully you into submission. As would so would Carmelo. Malone. Yeah. And then, I mean, you're going to, I mean, look, you can try and stop Michael all you want. You can put him on whoever you want. That's fine. It's just not going to work. And then, I mean, Scottie Pippen was in, I mean, do one of the best defensive players in NBA history. Um, David Robinson, the Admiral. Like, seriously. Patrick Ewing. David Robinson would have made a full out of Dwight Howard. Would have made a full out of Dwight Howard. Yeah, I yeah, I'm with you. Just wanted to make sure. Did you hear that Dwight Howard's working out for the Lakers again? Oh, stop! Yeah, I did. He's still technically under contract with the Grizzlies. Hey, so do you think? Like, that, yeah, it's okay. Let me ask you something then. Go, do you go so work out. you look at Dwight Howard getting a workout? Do you really think Carmelo Anthony's getting blackballed from teams? Um, I don't know if he's getting blackballed as much as they just don't think that they just finally see that he's not worth. Yeah, it. Yeah, just not all worth. The, he's not doesn't match the hype. He wouldn't fit on that Lakers squad, and they know it. Though he might still make his way there. Who knows? <laughs> right? If they feel like they can build a team around where they can hide him defensively. But still could be somebody who could come off the bench if he's willing to do that and potentially give you 10 to 12 points a night. Yeah. He could be that kind of guy. But didn't work out in Houston. I don't see where it worked out anywhere else. All right, coming up next, next hour on the Full Court Press, uh, we'll, our pick six. Stay tuned for that, and we'll continue to talk about our preps pick them. Stay tuned. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. One of the important lessons I've learned over the last couple of years as a Heisman voter is not to come into the season with any expectations. So many times a candidate comes out of nowhere to take the college football world by storm. Kyler Murray last season, Lamar Jackson in 2016, Johnny Manziel in 2012, Cam Newton in 2010. Now that Heisman voters give freshmen a fair shot, the field is even more wide open. Some exciting candidates this year, Clemson's Trevor Lawrence, Alabama's Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Oregon's Justin Herbert. Don't forget about Jalen Hurts transferring from Alabama to Oklahoma. The Sooners are on a Heisman roll. But the reality is, the Heisman is usually one in the second half of the season. Most voters have a pretty strong recency bias. 
I don't want to even jump to any conclusions in September, let alone in August. So the next time you read a Heisman Watch list, just remember, we got a long way to go before we hand out that trophy. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.